pillow. This California king loved you like a sack of endo. Empty Patron bottles in a pack of Mentos. Master sweet refrigerator full of incidentals. Every day we have a ball like a blonde bimbo. Talk to her like a shrinking fucker, like a nympho. And it can be as simple as it seems if you never doubt yourself and learn from everything you see. No, wishing on a star can turn your life into a dream. You could walk on water, just don't look down at your feet. Look, told this world I was a star and I'm gonna need a stage. Cause life is short and talk is cheap, so fuck what people say. When I was 12, a crazy lady told me leave the way. What's up, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Ronnie, and I am Waleed, the other side of the coin. And we back, welcome back. You know, we like to say happy Colonial Day. Happy uh, Colonizer's Day. Happy killing the folks day. Now, let me stop fronting like I don't be fucking with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is lit, man, but you know, that's the woke in me. It's like, it's the, it's the most whitewashed holiday of all time. Yeah, honestly, when you look at the core of the, like, what it is, too, like, outside of it being fucked up, it's just funny how we out here celebrating it. It's like people trying to change the narrative on it. Yeah. Like, enough years will pass to where nobody will remember about why we celebrate Thanksgiving. Yep, yep. And, like, when they taught it to us in school, it was a bunch of, oh, it was the pilgrims. Bullshit. The pilgrims and the Indians breaking bread and uh, setting aside their differences on some bullshit. Like, nah, it wasn't that, man. <laughs> Bruh. It was literally, uh, I seen this thing the other day. It was, uh, what do you call it? Give a man, give a man corn, feed him for a day, teach a man to, uh, how to, teach a man how to farm corn. And he'll end up killing you and taking your land. Yep. That's <laughs> literally Thanksgiving that's exactly, in a nutshell, That's exactly bro. what it is, man. It's basically like like Columbus Day, but with food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you literally. I mean? It's Columbus Day 2.0. Isn't it funny how fucking America just like completely disregards fucking Native Americans? Bro, they act as... A, and they, they call them Native... No, they literally call them Indians so that way they don't have to remember that they were the Native Americans. Right. Columbus was basically like... A dumbass. Columbus was the first pirate, bro. What, I was saying, well, Columbus. Columbus was the first pirate because what? What do pirates do? They fucking, they rob ships in the sea, right? Columbus had his own ship, but he basically robbed an entire nation. Yeah, he was like the first pirate that did it on a broader scale. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nigga bumped into some land. He's like, hey, is this India, Brett, Columbus is the definition of a procrastinator. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. You know, some people, it'll happen. They're like, okay, you know, we go back, do the research. We got to get to India. He's like, fuck, I got it here. It took me this long. Think about how many days it took him to get yeah. there. But and he just funny, said, it's funny fuck how you it. Say, do the research. You act like niggas had smartphones back then. It's like, hey, Siri, get me directions to India. Like, no, nah, it don't work like that. Yeah. But, hey, uh, you're going home tonight for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I'm dipping out and... Six hours. For all the listeners who might not be aware, it is 7.45 p.m. on Tuesday. On Tuesday. On the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. Tomorrow, everybody's going back home. This motherfucker said, fuck all the bullshit. I'm going back at 1 a.m. Man, I'm going to get... Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. I'm going to just get there at like 7. No, I'm going to get there at 8.30 at the house so I can at least just have the day. Have the full day, recover, rest, wake up with an empty stomach, a Grub. full night's sleep. Ready to just pound on some Rub. food. Yeah. My mom talking about making lamb, bro. What's up, though? Like, for, for Thanksgiving, do you guys usually make, like, Indian food? Or is it, like, just more the traditional turkey stuffing, yada, yada, yada? Bro, so my mom, she's, like, a super good cook in, in the sense that she switches up her shit mm -hmm. as the years went on. But she still keeps, like, the original flavor. Like, with us, we ain't know what the fuck Thanksgiving was. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, some that we naturally celebrated. But when we ended up coming here, it was just like, oh... My folks ran with it on the sense like it's about family. Yeah. And that's really what it is. Yeah. And then we just cook and just have a good time. But like none of us like turkey like that. 
I kind of liked it like when I was younger, but and I'll eat it now. But like the, I remember the first Thanksgiving when we bought a turkey, like none of us really touched it. <laughs> but we just had this big ass turkey that we just ended up having to eat it. Like my mom would cut it and cook it up in a different shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just like I right, we're never getting turkey again. So one day my uh, my mom's like, "Fuck it, let's just let's get like a live lobster." So she came home with that's kind of lit actually with this motherfucker just like moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Claws like pinched. It's just in a in, just like in a box. We end up taking it out. We just taking pictures with this motherfucker, like you know, <laughs> and it's just moving. And then she puts it in the pot. We just watching him. <laughs> so would you rather? Would Put you rather? Put shit on. It's just shaking, bro. Like trying to get out. Would you? Would you rather have the lobster or the turkey? Lobster, bro. Especially. See, the thing is, is like with the lobster, it's the experience of like shit. We just went and got like a live lobster and we cooked cooked it from scratch. Yeah, something different, man. Nah, but it's like the thing with Thanksgiving is you gotta the size of the turkey really matters. That's when you're you're uh, like. Your planning comes into play. Yeah. Because you got to think about how many people you're feeding. Exactly. Like, the turkey you're getting is big enough. You got to go big or go home, man. Because, like, it's better to have leftovers and get, like, a small-ass turkey and then not have enough shit to feed anybody. You know what Brad, I mean? Brad, my mom makes the most fire, like, uh, what do you call it, pig? Yeah. Uh, like, I know you don't eat pork. No. But fucking uh, her Blasphemy. Brad, that shit, she cooks it fucking... She, you know what's crazy? She doesn't even eat pork. For real? <laughs> she, she'll make it because, like, my pops loves it. And you know what I mean I fuck with it, but yeah. like she she'll cook it. She cooks it great, but she she doesn't really eat it like that. Yeah, that's funny. Like she'll eat a piece just to all right, it tastes good. No, nah, that's like my mom. She'll cook a whole turkey, but she won't eat none of it. <laughs> like she'll eat she'll eat like her little Sudanese dish that she makes for herself and my pops. Literally, and like the turkey just for the kids and everybody else that she invites over. But yeah, that's basically it. Man. The good thing about that though is I get to fucking bring all the leftovers back here. And then Big get, facts. Yeah. <laughs> my mom called me. She was just like, "Yo, what are you trying to take back?" I'm like, "Honestly, nothing. But just make me a big box of up home and two yeah. bins of chicken curry." Like this year, I will be sad. <laughs> yeah, I feel, you feel it. Me? Like just that, that's like the fucking uh, mom and I didn't cut you out. That's like the fucking oatmeal of fucking her breakfast type shit. You know what I mean? And that'll save you so much money too. The amount of leftovers you bring, you're just like, "Hell, you're about to be chilling." Man. But no, nah, I was going to say, like, um, how we're doing it this year, it's like, I told you we got, like, a big Sudanese uh, community out there in Monterey. Okay. okay. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom's, like, best friend. I call her, like, my aunt, basically. Yeah. She's, like, cooking a whole meal, and, like, everybody else is kind of, like, bringing a few dishes. Okay, So, it's, like, okay. she's got to have, like, two dinner tables just full of food, and it's about to be, like, I guess, like, 20 to 25 people there. Oh, that's about to be lit, And bro. she's about to, my mom's going to hook me up with leftovers, and she's going to hook me up with leftovers, because she really fucks with me. Yeah. So, I'm about, to, I'm about to be back with, like, hella food. Bro, man. we about to be stocked in this bitch. Yeah, hell yeah. We about to be stocked in this bitch. Share, sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, KD still got food in the fridge too. He went to his little Friendsgiving last yeah. weekend. He still got food. Hey, speaking of Thanksgiving, did you uh you got a chance to look at um that YBN Corday uh video that he just put out for the song Thanksgiving? Nah, I actually haven't. It's pretty dope. You should check it out when you get okay. a chance. That's a good marketing man. He put out like an album like what three months ago with a song titled Thanksgiving. Like you know what? I'm gonna just wait till Thanksgiving to drop the video. He probably had that video in the stash for hella long. Yeah, that's honestly smart. Uh, yeah, no, that's super fucking smart. I wonder how long he even had it, because you got to think, he probably had that shit done way before he even had his project done. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. See, that's the thing I noticed with these artists. It's like, yeah, when, even when the known ones, once you get, um, what do you call it? Once you get your project done, it's not even time to release it yet. Mm. Let's get all these videos for it ready, and then by the time you release it, it's like you probably just got to work on one or two more. Yeah. But you got like four or five videos ready to drop by you time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, when was the last time an artist like dropped a video 
for every song they had on the album. For every single one. I think Beyonce was the last to do that, if I'm not mistaken. Off of which album? I think Lemonade. I think she had a video for every song on there. That's crazy. That's mad respect. Yeah. I'm not I surprised like that's, it was that's, her, that's, though. That's a good technique, like. Like, I don't know, it, it'd be dope, like, if you dropped an album, right, just basically, like, 10, 11 songs. Yeah. And then you just wrote, like, you have the videos ready as soon as the album drops, and then you drop I mean, bro, that's, like, doing both that. sides of the entire artistic field. You yeah. know what I mean? You're I mean, getting, like, the lyrical, and you're getting the song, the audio part, and you're getting the visual part. Yeah. Now, it's crazy, bro, like, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, like, our professor was showing us uh, about how, like, uh, what do you call audio like what our audio final is gonna be mm-hmm. and we gotta work with like the other um, what do you call video people you about to yeah oh, IG alright my Peace man I will see you see I'll see you on uh, Sunday man hey, hey, dr- drive safe in this rain bro don't, don't yeah, crash man. like chill if you got to yeah. nah, <laughs> alright man but um, yeah. nah he was just showing us like what we gotta do uh, oh yeah, yeah working with um Working with like the video uh, students and like the game design, everybody, all the seniors from each department, yeah, everybody comes together for like this final final project at Cogswell, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like just some basic shit. He showed the video that they had made, mm-hmm. we played it all the way through without any sound, and he was just like, "I'd right, imagine what you would think of this same exact thing, you know what I mean? What sounds would you would you pick? Basically, like what 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 sounds." Would you pick to fill the video? Exactly, like, but it's it's all a cartoon, right? Okay. So imagine you see a door open, like the animation. Mm-hmm. How would you create the sound of a door opening? And they're doing this through shit. Like, Google is free. Not no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like they have like a mic next to something, so it's they show how like you put a rag underneath a bunch of pe- uh, pieces of um, what do you call it? leaves mm-hmm. that are crunchy, like old leaves, mm-hmm. over like grass, and then you're pressing on them, and then that's what they use. As for somebody walking in snow. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Making those sounds and putting the sound and then engineering and making it all timeless. And then they showed it with the audio. And it's like, you can hear them like, you know what I mean? Damn, so you got to get creative as fuck. Yeah. Like, how am I going to make this sound? Yeah, that's dope though, man. But, yeah, and, and the thing is, is because you're doing everything in is an animation. Mm-hmm. So how would I make this magic magic sound happen? Or You know what I mean? But do, do you have to like time it with like the movements? Exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Hella attention to detail. So, it's cool, though. I mean, it just it opens you to some some stuff like what Disney's doing, like Cart- Net- Cartoon Network's doing, stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? But, but hey, uh, not even to, like, veer off a topic here, but, like, going back to the, the YBN coordination. Yeah, yeah, no, that's actually what we was originally talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, no, like, um, did you expect him to get nominated for a Grammy? That shit kind of caught me off guard, bro. What's happening with Corday, it's like, you know, like J. Cole, Kendrick, uh, Anderson Pac, Danny Brown to an extent. Um, these artists that like took off in their later stages. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I threw Danny Brown. I think it's just because he just got on when he was old as shit. Yeah. But really, I mean, like the uh, like the Coles, Kendricks, Pacs, like fucking um, people that got on in their late twenties. Yeah. Corday, I feel like he's the same exact lane same type of soul as them mm-hmm. and the difference is is that's being able to be maneuvered through in this generation oh yeah you know what i mean so he's able to use the outlets of this generation because it's like because it's missing with like the younger artists exactly yeah but like he's able like imagine a, a kendrick coming up in this day and age mm-hmm. meaning like he's what what kendrick's a uh he's what corday is right now yeah you know what i mean imagine like a 20 year old kendrick right now 
How old was Kendrick when he dropped the uh, the Kendrick Lamar EP? He was like what, twenty two? Yeah, I think it was like twenty one, twenty two. Something like that. early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because cause I remember uh, Good Kid, Mad City dropped. He was twenty three. Not good. I mean, what am I saying? Section eighty. He yeah, was he yeah. was twenty three. That's crazy, man. Like, I feel like if you're already getting a Grammy nods at twenty one, like damn. Imagine like. Think think when he gets to like twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Think when he becomes like an OG in the game. When like, he becomes a vet, yeah. yeah, like he's gonna be. A, he's already like climbing to the top, so it's dope that he got a, a Grammy nod. Hey, for which song was it? Uh, he got uh he got nominated for rap album of the year. Okay, okay. And I think like a a couple of other categories. I think he was in a category for best rap performance and like best rap single too. Man. He got a couple of nominations. That's crazy. But uh, the biggest snub to me that the Grammys forgot about was Gold Link. Yeah, his project was nice. Yeah, his project was nice this year. They should have for sure gave him a a nod for best rap album and Rhapsody. Rhapsody was slept on too. There's a lot of albums that came out in 2019 that seemed like they just got tucked away. Yeah, there was a lot of music that came out in 2019. There was, yeah, but like it's weird though because like none of like the the crazy like superstar artists dropped an album this year. Like in terms of like the Kendricks, the Coles, the Drakes, the like like the Jay Zs, et cetera, et cetera. It was all like the smaller artists. So yeah, it's like with the Grammys, like with these nominations, it's like, okay, now we can really see if you guys really know your shit or not because none of the artists that you would usually give a nomination to uh, dropped yeah. an album. So you got to start giving recognition to these smaller time artists. Exactly. And they missed a whole bunch of people, man. Like Rhapsody and Gold Link were just two names that I can just name off the top of my head. But hey, what were the five again? Um, We'd have to Google it. But YBN Corday, Tyler, the Creator. Um, I know Dreamville got nominated for album of the year, and I can't name the other two right off the top of my head. But yeah, uh, we could do the Googles. Yeah, in the meantime, in the last podcast, we was talking about the whole Tory Lanes. Yeah. That album, man, after a couple listens. Oh yeah, it's, it's dope. More than a sure. couple listens, dope, but you know sure. what I mean? After it reson- after it's sitting on you for almost, what, like a week and a half? Yeah. What you think? I think I back. think it's 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 really fucking good, man. That like I mentioned this last time, but like the Chicks tape series is one of the best like modern uh, mixtape series that we have. Okay. You know what I mean? Like Lil Wayne had like the Drought and the Dedication series. I feel like it's 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 up there with that in terms of like the 2010s generation. Are you saying it's up there with the Drought? I mean, no, no. In terms of like, I'm not saying in terms of like quality of the Drought versus quality no, of no, the no, Chicks. No, no, I'm saying impact. Yeah, I'm saying like in terms cult of cult following. Yeah, cult following impact, um, like how how heavy it is when it comes out. Like it's 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 a brand now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like it's the most famous like mixtape series of the modern generation. When I say the modern generation, I'm talking like 2010 and beyond. You know what I mean? Hey, this is going. I mean, bro. Like like I said, I've just recently gotten like really into old Tory Lanes. Little side note. Bruh, Wally, 100%. These Mav jerseys are ridiculous. Yeah, we got the Mavs and Clippers game on right now in the background, and the Mavericks are wearing some, like, cartoon graffiti bullshit on their chest, and I'm like, what the hell is this? It, it looks stupid. Like, y'all deserve to get your ass beat on your home floor for those ridiculous-ass jerseys, man. Even Luca looking like, man, why am I wearing like, why this? Why am I wearing this bullshit-ass clown costume? Tape. We're talking about Chicks Tape. Chicks Tape, yeah. 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 I really liked it, bro. Honestly, I really liked it, and it was um, after talk. I talked to a couple people about this, and everybody's telling me like, uh, "So, how was Chicks Tapes for? 
Okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna mention. Like, everybody I'm about to, is comparing it to chicks. Yeah, I was gonna walk back what I said. Remember, like after the first listen, you asked me, it's like, how does this compare to his other chicks tape series? And I'm like, chicks tape five is his best one, just off of a blind first listen. But now, chicks tape four is still his best one to me. Okay, chicks tape four is his best one for sure. But this is this is a close second for sure. Damn, I feel it. I feel it. Honestly, at, like first listen, like I told you, like there was a lot of songs off of first listen. Yeah, I like. And there was a bunch of songs off. Uh, not a bunch. There was other songs on first listen where it was just like, I, I'm not feeling it. Like his remix, "The Beautiful." Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, it was, it was alright. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even after a couple, like just the structure of the song, it just seemed awkward. It seemed paused out. But like, like the beat never dropped. Yeah, yeah. I was like left like, bro, where's the rest of the song? Yeah, there's a couple songs on there that I could I could do without. But hands down, like, bro, I fuck with obviously the uh, the song with Chris Brown, the take, yep. mm-hmm. the still waiting with Trey song. Yep, the song with Fab, with Fab. Uh, yes, sir, which is a song just by yes, himself. Sir. That's probably yep. my favorite song off the project. He did a great job remixing that. I almost wish that song would have came out in the summer, bro. That shit would have killed the summer. Oh, this project would have killed the summer. Yeah, that would have been like, especially that track, yes, sir. That would have been the song of the summer, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, hey man, honestly, like, yeah, this project could have been a beautiful one for the I'm summer. I'm telling you, yeah, but it's like it's R and B. It's like it's it's it, it, it's songs like you cuddle up with whatever. It makes sense for it to come out in the winter time. Yeah, but I mean, still, bro, they had it come out in the they had it come out in the summer. They could have the summer bump with with a lot of these. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? For but. sure. And that's the thing about Tory, man. Like, he could still come back next summer with a summer anthem because. This is not the only thing he can do is get into R and B. Like, this is just the pocket that he gets into. Yeah. Like he'll drop a he'll drop an album where he's just rapping, or he'll drop an album where he's just like. Doing Has he had albums where he was just solely rapping? He's had a few. Well, I mean, not just like spitting like nineteen eighties bars, but like <laughs> he was doing a whole bunch of like cadences and melodies. I'm out here rapping. I yeah. do what you know what it is, and I do that fool. Yeah, uh, while while he was uh rapping, but um. To me, like, the perfect example of, like, his versatility goes back to, I think, like, was it two or three years ago when he dropped Chicks Tape 4 and the new Toronto 2 on the same day. And okay. it was just two different mixtapes, but it was him. It almost sounds like two completely different artists because the music does okay. not sound the same. But It's like a side A, side B type thing. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I feel it. Yeah, but it's dope, though. I mean, moving away from Chicks Tape, there's a whole bunch of other music that came out. You put me on that... uh. Slum Village tape, the source. What you think of it? I thought it was dope, man. It, I only listened to it once, but yeah, it's it's very very. You was bumping dope. on uh, on your ride back from yeah, work I was today. bumping on my ride back. That shit took me an hour to eat at home because of all the fucking rain. That's, that's neither per- here nor there. That's perfect. That's how long the album exactly. is, so yeah, yeah, it just I, lasted. Yeah, I mean, I I listened to the whole uh, album aside from like the last three tracks, but off a of first listen, obviously my opinion isn't weighted in knowledge off of the first listen, but I thought it was really dope. I thought it was really dope. It's like classic old school. Obviously, Slum Village, you know, they, like they're a classic rap group, but they get overlooked. Yeah. It gives me a lot of like Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul vibes type of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like same era. You know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't heard I haven't heard music like that in a minute. And and the the posthumous uh, Jay Dilla feature. Yeah. That was dope. The they had a feature on there with BJ the Chicago Kid. That was probably my, that one in the song with Dwell. Yeah. Uh, call me. Like it's just a vibe. You know what that album reminded me of though? What? It's like you. You know what? Uh, when like you're studying for like an exam, then you put on the the YouTube uh study beats or whatever. Yeah. It's like they pulled all their instrumentals from that YouTube uh study beats. 
and then just live streaming. Hey, but when you over. think like all the instrumentals off the YouTube study beats are these fools, yeah, like, beats, you know basically, what I mean? yeah, they basically like design that shit. So, hey, shouts out to that girl that's still studying to this day. I think yeah, she got a test tomorrow. Yeah, she got the cat waiting on her. Like, <laughs> but test is tomorrow though, so she gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> she she gonna get it done. Man. Better do what it do. She gonna do what it do. She gonna do what her daddy did. She gonna do what her mama did and better. <laughs> but yeah, for for those of y'all that haven't heard it, check out um, Slum Village, the source. Really good project. Yeah, we briefly. Oh no, no, we just man. That's why all these letter names keep getting me confused. Yeah, I was about to say we just briefly talked about Y and W Melly, but no, we talked about YBN. And last time we talked about NBA Youngboy and then Y and W. And I was like, so if you were young and about to be a rapper, don't choose three letters as your part of your first name. A B C Walid. A B C Walid. I can read and write. Which can you do? One two three Ronnie. But not hey, what you think about that Y and W Melly? It was cool, man. Uh, like you know what I mean, um. Like I said, there's only like two or three songs that I've been on repeat with it. Mm-hmm. But I was never really into Melly like that. I think Kev put me on that one song. Um, what's that one when he uh remixed that Chris Brown? Oh yeah, there's never a right time to slang that iron. <laughs> there's never the right time to slang that iron. Yeah. But I got a bell back. Yeah, <laughs> she was clean, bro. He actually, but he has a really really good singing voice. Not, I wouldn't even say just. Yeah, it's probably sonically appeasing to a lot of people. Yeah. But I would say um, he has a unique, unique voice. Yeah. He has sure. a unique voice. His voice definitely stands out. Like, he going to be all right when he gets out. I mean, when when is that happening? I mean, that's a whole different story. <laughs> like, is, is that nigga ever getting out? I don't know. I mean, when you talk about split personalities. Is he, is he still facing the death penalty or did that shit get, like, dropped? Yeah, I haven't really... I, I ain't really been looking too much into that that type of stuff. Yeah. But. I think I they're trying know. to give him the death penalty, bro. I mean, that's fucked up. But at the same time, it's like when you look at it from the other perspective. Yeah. You're not giving them much to work with. Like, yeah, they shouldn't be allowed to you Like, 100%, bro. Like, you should not be allowed to use somebody's music mm-hmm. as a way to per- prosecute somebody. Yeah. But. From their perspective, it's like, dog, you just talking about this, like, murder that you just killed your best friend. Yeah, and it's like, and you're making it really obvious. So I was going to say, like, you kind of can with that case because he's openly admitting. He's, like, <laughs> confessing. L- literally, it's just, but artistic picture being painted. <laughs> okay, no, no, but no. artistic picture being painted. Yeah, that's the thing with art. It can be interpreted so many ways. You could sit up there and be like, oh, you know, that's a character I created in my head for my album that murdered his two friends. It has nothing to do with what I did. <laughs> so you just happened to lose two friends on the same night and this story occurred? Big coincidence, right? That's <laughs> 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 uh, fucking hilarious. But no, nah, yeah. I only listened to the first the first um two two or three tracks off that album. I'm not fucking with the intro, to be honest. I didn't think I thought that was kinda weak. Uh the second track, Suicidal, was dope, but I gotta finish listening to it before I can really give an opinion. Definitely. But uh the singles that I heard, uh Murder on my mind. I mean, it's not off of this project, obviously, but um, the other track that he had. Uh, what do I do? You want from me? me. Yeah. What was that song called? Yeah, and them two two that threes. That shit was a slapper. I think it's called two two threes. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> two two threes. Two two threes. <laughs> but nah, he's dope, man. He's he's for sure talented. I just wish he wasn't wasting his life away behind bars. Because but at the end of the yeah, it did. As far as his future, we won't know until this ends. Yeah, you know what I mean. All we can do is judge the music right now. So, upcoming projects. 
Born to Rap, the game, three days away. We touched on this last time, and I mentioned that Game does a whole bunch of goofy shit, but his music is dope. That album cover is probably the worst album cover I've ever seen in my life. It's an interesting cover. No, that, that album cover is fucking trash. It's extra. Yeah, it's it's it's, but it's, it's not good. It's just not, I don't got a problem with it. It's just not good. This nigga has a whole bunch of pregnant women in the studio rolling blunts and sipping lead. And hey, put, born to rap. You know I mean? they, it just, it just looks just nasty, man. It just looks <laughs> nasty. Like, what, what the fuck? Why are you surrounded by hey, you pregnant know, women? Hey, you know what's hella funny? Uh, somebody had pulled up a screenshot of one of his old... Uh, of one of his old story post stories that he posted mm. on IG, and it was like, "Yo, if any pregnant woman is out there, yep, I saw that, that shit went viral. <laughs> yeah, come in. I got an idea, and then the idea, idea. <laughs> was just him in a studio huddled around a bunch of pregnant women. That album cover fucking sucks, and it's gonna take away. And most people feel that way, so it's gonna take away from the actual like bars and what he's rapping about because he's a very talented rapper, but the fucking antics and the social media shit is gonna take away from it." And that's what pisses me off. Like people aren't gonna realize that I'm 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 convinced the album's gonna be really good, but people aren't gonna realize that because they're not gonna look they're past gonna the album cover, that. and they probably won't even give it a chance to listen. Just off of the yeah, lead, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like he just it's all like self inflicted wounds at the end of the day. Could have been. It would. I this I think this is what the problem with the whole album cover was. Mm-hmm. It was too. Like born to rap, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna do a picture has to do with born, and then we're gonna be in a studio has to do with rap. Yeah, like you know like, what I mean. That didn't it didn't need all that, man. Like I I don't know. I feel like he just thought too much about it, and it just ended up not being as good as what he thought. It wasn't as he thought it was gonna be deep, and yeah. it's not a deep cover. It's a pretty like shallow on the surface cover. I hope it's just a troll. <laughs> That's and there's a different and there's a different. Yeah, cover yeah I'm out. really hoping. But uh, moving us away from the album cover, the fucking track hey, list is looking really good. Dead ass. If that actually happens, that just further confirms that he's doing he he, he be doing the antics. Yep. I personally don't got a problem with it, but like, damn, bro, like you did that as an album cover. Yeah. At that like, point, I, I don't like it at all, man. Nah, like at that point, if he if he um changed this, like, did you change it because that was your original plan? Or did you change it because the backlash? He, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like with Game, I feel like he just doesn't give a fuck about any of the backlash that he gets because he does he does get a lot of it, and he's he's received a lot of it throughout the years. I just I just don't think he's, it affects. Hey, him. he's handled it well. Yeah, he has, he has for sure. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't fucking hit him. Yeah, but there's a lot of motherfuckers who just don't like him. But he'll bar anybody up. Yeah. So, summertime shootout three, Fab, and this is cool because we've actually like had like even before this podcast, like you and me have talked about the series before. Yep. Like, this is, and I remember when this series first came out, like, a couple years back. Yep. Like, I fuck with Fat, man. Uh, I just uh, threw on that intro. Well, I don't know if it's going to be the intro track, but uh, the song Bombs. Bombs. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one we just played. Bruh, yeah, 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 yeah. he was rapping, rapping. That sounds like 2003 Fab. So nah. That shit was dope. <laughs> I, like, it's, to me, it sounds like it's going to be, like, the intro off the album. You think? Yeah, it sounds like an intro track. It was like it's it's cool. I like what he's doing. Like he, I think honestly, with the summertime series, depend how far he gets with it. You know what I mean? How many seasons he does? Seasons? How many mixtapes he does? Mm-hmm. I think that it could be a real. Um, it could be like his own like post prime revitalization type thing. Yeah, you talk about his summertime shootout series later on in his career. How many? How many albums has Fabulous dropped total? That's a good. Question. Yeah, he's been he's been active for a really long time. So, 
And people forget just because of the fact that how, uh, yeah, like how fucking uh, clean he looks. Yeah. Not clean, like how like young he looks, like yeah. cut he looks at that age. Yeah, he's like in his late thirties, damn near forty, man. Like, yeah, man. Black don't crap. Motherfucker look like a youngin. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a dope album, man. Are you looking for any particular features off of it? I haven't seen the track list yet. Did he put out a track list? I mean, yeah, nah, there ain't no track list yet. I mean, I'm just I'm gonna listen to whatever he gives me, man. Obviously, I need like a Jadakiss feature. So he's had six albums. Okay. And this, uh, the Summertime Shootout 3 is going to be an album too. Okay. Yeah, hey. I, I just need a lot of New York features. I, 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 need, I need the Davies feature. I need uh, the Young and May feature. Yeah. yeah. I got to ask you, bro. There's one thing. How do you feel about like mixtape series? And then, so you have this mixtape series, right? Like one, two, three, whatever. And then, when you're at a certain one, once you get to, like, especially with uh, Chicks Tape 5 and then with Summertime Shootout 3, mm-hmm. that being an album now. I mean... Because then it's like, can you really call it, like, the Chicks but at Tape the, 5? But at the end of the day, with, like, the streaming and everything, like, what's really the difference between an album and a mixtape? Honestly. If you can get it on all streaming platforms, like, I mean, is there really is there really a difference? Because Chicks Tape 5... To, it has to do with uh, clearing... Chick State Five is yeah. I mean, Chick State Five is 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 treated like a an album, but he's still calling it a mixtape because it's part of a mixtape series. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but it's uh, it, it's selling as an album. It's selling as an album. So I feel like people do that a lot, even with like uh with Chance. Uh, he fucking got like hella Grammys off of what's supposed to be a mixtape, and he put it on streaming services and everything. So when he comes out with the big day, it's like, oh, this is my debut album. Like nigga, we heard like five products from you that are supposed to be a- Acid Rap to me is an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, coloring book is an album, and ten days an album. Ten days a mixtape. Okay, ten days a mixtape. But th- you see what I mean though? Like the the discrepancy is hard to tell. Before like ten days sonically sounds like a mixtape. Yeah, it, it sounds unpolished. You know what I mean? But that's but I mean, does a mixtape have to sound unpolished for it to qualify as a mixtape? But not even that. I just look at a mixtape as just maybe early on, like when you were youngin. Yeah. Like a mixtape is just your up and coming t- type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess Chance is just a different pl- uh, different player. He's just a different person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, like, his come up really just happened organically off of, like, pure love for... Like, he got, he got like, an actual core fan base. Yeah. Turned into a cult following, mm-hmm. which enabled him to go the independent route the way he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, then, for sure. And then get that um, Grammys off of, off of mixtapes. Off of a mixtape, yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. Coloring Book, to me, is not a mixtape. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... The only difference to me between an album and a, and a mixtape is what the artist wants to refer to it as. Yeah. But the product is essentially the same, especially if you're putting it out on streaming services. That's why everything's called a project. Yeah, it's just a project now. I'm putting out a project. Debut album. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't know. So is, is, is Summertime Shootout considered a, a mixtape series? Start out as a mixtape series. But you know what I mean? Fab is marketing it like an album. And he's about to get paid off of it like an album. Yeah, and it's going to be on streaming services, and he's going to get his streams up like an album. You know? so It's crazy the generation we in as far as like this, um, like just the streaming generation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It changes a lot of stuff. Like, you can go around, like me and KD was talking about this the, uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was saying like actually just having like business cards, and you just have um, 
QR codes, a QR code on your business card on one side, mm-hmm. and that takes you to a website that has a link for all different links. Yep. That you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Versus going around passing your uh, mixtape. Yeah. That's what it is like these days. Like everybody's giving out business cards. That's and, the and easiest way to little. do it. It's fucking technology. You don't got to be on the block handing out mixtapes anymore. You know. Get you a get you a, uh, what do you call, a card. Put your SoundCloud if you got it on it. Put a QR code. Put like where they can reach you. Yep. On social media and then boom. But then at the same time, you're kind of, I don't know, is it like an equivalency though? Because you're kind of banking on people to like, it's not a hassle, but like go through the hassle of scanning the QR code and looking through your website. Whereas if you give them just a mixtape, you know, they just pop the CD in when they find the time and they just sit back and listen. You know what I mean? I mean, I think like is it is it day, is I it more is it more time consuming for the consumer per se? Depends on who you who, like who you're going to. True. You know what I mean? Like if I'm walking around, like I'm gonna know who I'm gonna get this uh, this card to versus who I'm gonna get the mixtape to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you if I if I if I just just tell that you're somebody that's just you know what I mean, streaming music. Mm-hmm. Like if you're walking with headphones, it's like, hey bro, do me a favor. Here's my um. Here's a card that has my mixtape on it. And he'd be like, fuck you and throw that shit in the trash. No, I'm kidding. Or it's just like, he just, oh, uh, what do I got to do? Just pull up your camera real quick. Yeah. Take a picture of the QR code, takes you to the link in Apple Music. Yep. And then now all of a sudden, he hasn't even, his headphones are already in because he was listening to music. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, boom, he's playing his music in his phone. Yeah. But then that's the thing, you don't, you're not, there's no guarantee that he's going to be willing to do that. It is a two second process, you know what I mean? But that, yeah. that's with everything though, you know what I mean? You got to just keep. The more, the bigger your sample size, the more results you're gonna get, right? So, you you pass it to fifty people, only eight listen. Shit, that's still a win. Hey, in this day and age, that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. Just the, you just need one ear, the right ear, to listen to whatever it is you're putting out, and you're in the money. Yeah, because yeah, everybody, everybody knows somebody these days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's easy to get. It's easy to click if you really got the talent. Yeah, for sure. But then, I mean, if you're just like a random on the street, nobody's going to really know if you got the talent, you know what I mean, until they actually check you out. Yeah, but that hey, that comes in, just you need that one person Yeah. Who who's willing to play for somebody else, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Damn, bro, Jeremy Grant just dropped 20 points. He was low-key like a really good fucking pickup for the Nuggets. Bro, the Nuggets are reminding me of what happened with the, um, yeah, for those of y'all don't know, we just had the Nuggets game right now, but um, they're reminding me of, like, the old Nuggets when Melo was there, just now is that they have, instead of just having, like, Melo, JR, Chauncey, Kenyon, Marcus Canby, Mm -hmm. they got a bench now, too, that's deep. They got a collection of young talent, for sure. (laughs) Jokic, Jokic, the new Melo? Yeah, he he the he the new face of the franchise. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, bro, they're, they're they're twelve and three. How far do you see them going right now? The thirteen and three just after this one. Oh yeah, thirteen and three right now. So that's I don't know, man. I mean, this is kind of like the reason why. I mean, I, if they stay at second, I could see them in the Lakers. Obviously, meeting. Mm-hmm. But bro, the Lakers fifteen and two. Fifteen and two, eight game winning streak. Like AD and LeBron are looking like the monsters. Bro, we, bro, we saw this in Miami. Fam. Remember that twenty-two? What was that twenty-eight game win streak? Yeah, LeBron is all of a sudden playing defense again. Like we, like we saw it. Washed King. Bro, the fact that LeBron is this fucking old. Well, he's not old. He's like what thirty-four now. Like, let's pause on all that. Carmelo's thirty-four. Or Carmelo's thirty-five. 
Oh, one year difference. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a difference in the NBA. Nah, dead ass, bro. Like, Melo is just a. Melo is not a bad player, bro. He's just a normal human being or a normal fucking super, superstar that started aging when he was in his early 30s like every other human being. <laughs> well, every other human being who plays in the NBA, yes. You know what I mean? Right. Unle- unless your name is LeBron, you know? If you're LeBron, it's just like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. But uh, I'm glad I picked up Melo on my fantasy team, bro. 25 points yesterday on 10 for 20 shooting. This man's... Did you say 10 for 20? 10 for 20. He's putting up 20 shots and, and he's getting 30 plus minutes. He's a focal point of the offense. Yeah. And that's a waiver wire pickup. I gave up a fucking Maxi Kleber to get Melo. That's a win. Bro, the fact that the Blazers are actually giving him 20 shots. I mean, bro, I mean, their options are limited. His fu- No, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just tells you how far do you think they're going to go. They're going to be trash. Like, Melo's going to rejuvenate his career. They're going to win a few games. They're not going to get into the playoffs. Like, I've been telling y'all. Like, they just need forwards. Like, Melo is the perfect fit for them, and he's the perfect fit. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a win-win situation. But uh, it's not enough hey, to get them into the playoffs. Suns are number eight, though. Hey, they're looking good, man, for sure. Are, I fuck- are, you, are you starting to turn around just a little bit? Just a little bit, but I don't, I don't see it sustaining itself. And we're doing all this without DeAndre Ayton still. So once Ayton comes back and he shows his improvement, I, I, I feel like he's going to be a dog when he comes back. Man, nah, he definitely is. Because right now you got to think the Suns are number eight over the Blazers, Spurs, and Pelicans. Spurs are looking like trash. Blazers are looking like trash. Bro, if we sneak in there, <laughs> if we sneak into the playoffs, which probably won't happen, but y'all are never going to hear the end of it from me. Would that just be happy for you? What's that? Just making it to the playoffs? Yeah, man. Making it to the playoffs, bro. Last time we were in the playoffs was 2010. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost been 10 years. That's like my entire adolescence right there. Bro, I've just been supporting a losing-ass, trash-ass team. But the biggest issue we've always had was coaching, and I feel like now we finally have a good coach. You think? I fuck with Monty Williams, man. He's a really good coach. How you think it's going to be when... Bro, you know who's been really nice for you? Sarge. Sarge and Rubio. Yeah. Like, he's the point guard that we need, like... The past couple of years, we had Devin Booker running point, and that just wasn't working, so... I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited. We're finally starting to turn things around a little bit. Hopefully, we get, like, a decent draft pick again this year and don't fuck it up, so... You know what team is actually kind of sad to see? Because I honestly kind of put them at the same level as y'all, but clearly not. Hmm. The Hawks. Bro, they're, they're second to last in the what, East. But then Trey Young is lighting shit up. You would think with all the Trey Young highlights, they're winning games. Literally, bro. But then again, John Collins is gone right now. Oh, yeah. He fucking he's suspended for the same shit DeAndre Ayton was suspended for, right? Damn. So DeAndre Ayton was uh, suspended for PEDs? No, it wasn't. Oh, John Collins was using PEDs? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, DeAndre Ayton was just, uh, they caught him with, like, I guess some type of drug that, uh, I guess, masks your pee. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> if, you're, if you've been smoking weed in the offseason, you take that shit, it'll max your, it, uh, mask your pee, and then you'll fucking pass a drug test. The NBA is smarter than that. They're like, now nah, if we find that shit in your system, we're failing you. So they found it in DeAndre Ayton's system, and he got suspended 25 games. So I was just under the assumption that that was the same thing John Collins got suspended for. But if this nigga's was, using steroids, it that's was a different story. As well. Okay. Yeah, you might be right. But regardless, like, the Hawks need to... Maybe, maybe they'll do it, you know what I mean, next year. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, a rookie turned sophomore that's really lighting shit up... Yeah. For the fucking Mavs. <laughs> Doncic. He's putting up LeBron numbers. Like, given 
that we just watched them get their asses whooped by the Clippers. Yeah. They still fourth in the East, uh, fourth in the West, bro. Bro, they're 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 looking really good. But uh, I was talking to my boy. I met about this yesterday because he's a he's a Mavs fan for fucking some reason. Um, but he was he was mentioning how uh, Porzingis is like getting back into his shit and that they might 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 make playoffs, whatever, whatever. I'm like, I don't know, man. Porzingis is returning from injury and yeah, he's looking good. But once he's fully 100% and he goes back to that franchise player mode. Do you think there's going to be like some type of ego thing between him and Luca, whereas Porzingis isn't going to be okay with accepting the the Robin to your Batman type role when he knows he could lead his own franchise by himself? I don't think he wants to do that. I'm gonna. I did. I'm, I see it. I see it happening. Do you know why? It's because they're not that much older apart, and on top of that, Porzingis was in New York and he saw like how fucking annoying it was. Yeah, but that's like a that's an inept franchise. You know what I mean? Like. He wanted to get out of there regardless. First, second, third option, whatever. He just wanted to get out of there. But it's like after he's already proved himself there, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too much of a pessimist, but I don't Maybe know. Maybe down think, the road, but it's, it is Dallas too. Like, you know what I mean? Because if, if he just becomes okay with that, that secondary role, he might be costing himself a lot of money down the line because he, he's still on a, a rookie deal, right? Or did he sign a max? I don't know what the fuck his contract is looking like. I think he signed an extension. And then they traded him yeah, after yeah, that yeah. extension. Okay. Towards the end of that extension. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if he accepts the, the uh, the second star role, I mean, he might still be able to get his numbers, but he's but not. Even, he's, even with him accepting that second star role, it's the fact that Doncic plays on a on the other side of the half of the court. Yeah. In a sense, like you got half court, right? Doncic, he can literally just play. Outside the paint, you put Porzingis in the paint. They're in two different areas. Their games don't collide. With but does Porzingis, his play isn't completely restricted to the paint, though. He's a kind of a perimeter player himself. You know what I mean? He's out yeah. at the three point line all the time. He's dribbling. He's backing down players. But and just shooting. with just with his body size and like and the, just even with both of them, Doncic is a big ass dude too. Yeah. I just see Doncic as being enough of a willing enough passer. So like Doncic's ten, ten dimes, six of them could be going to. Porzingis, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is the first year, you know what I mean? They like they they still got to click, they still got to do all that. Who you think's coming out of the entire playoffs? Like somebody from the East or West? Like who who's winning the title? Yeah. Um, I think the Bucks. Oh, so you th- okay? I think the Bucks are winning the title. That's my pick. Finals, I think it's gonna be either Bucks Lakers or Bucks Clippers. I don't see anybody in the East beating the Bucks. What about the Celtics? No. Yeah. They're good, but they're not beating the Bucks. I feel like Giannis is coming back this year, especially with a vengeance in the, the playoffs. He got, he got knocked last year. Yeah, exactly. And in the way that they got knocked, too, they were up 2-0 on the Raptors, and they lost four straight. Like, that's not a good way to go out. Yeah, nah, that's, yeah that's definitely. And he came back this year with a jumper. Like, he's man shooting threes now. He's the problem. Yeah, he, like, he, bro, he's, he's, he's coming back with a, he's about to fuck Giannis up. Barring any injury, um, but yeah, I see, I, I see the Bucks coming out of the uh, the East, and either the Lakers or Clippers coming out of the West, and I see the Bucks winning it all. I feel that, yo, the Heat number three. I honestly weren't even expecting them. Like, to me, like that was actually a good little, that was a good little come up for them. But at the same, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. They surrounded Jimmy with like the salt, like the perfect team around him. Yeah, I mean, 
They got one of the the sleeper uh, picks of the draft, Tyler Hero or Hero, however the fuck you pronounce Kendrick it. Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn is dope. Um, Bam Adebayo is coming into his own. They still got Dragic, and I don't know, man. Spolstra is a fucking. He's the most underrated coach ever. He is. He got. I mean, <laughs> bro, you got to think he got a lot of flack because his first gig was with fucking. Yeah, LeBron. like just because LeBron was there, people thought Spolstra was some scrub. I mean, but keep in mind, everybody was buying into that. Yeah. Everybody. Well. I mean, if we're being real, Spolstra is the best coach LeBron's ever had. I mean, that's not much to pick from. Yeah. He's had a whole bunch of bum-ass coaches, but, you know, Spolstra's for sure the best one that he's had. Yeah, yeah. To this day, bro, imagine if LeBron had somebody like, um, or fucking Phil Jackson, Doc Rivers. Bro, like, people don't realize how good of an asset a good coach Even is. Even any of the Van Gundys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, I mean, like... A good coach is one of the best assets you could have. Because that can, like, outweigh the talent you have on your roster. Think about it. Like, when <laughs> fucking Popovich, that's literally exa- the prime dude, example of that. Brad Stevens, when he had Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And, and made him look like, not even made him look, because obviously Isaiah played. Yeah. But, but bro, the, the had, system that he ran for him was crazy. And they were winning games. They got deep into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Bro was averaging 30. Even now with the Nuggets, fucking uh, Michael Malone is a fucking great coach. Yeah. Like, obviously, Jokic is a star and everything, but they should not. If you look at the roster on paper, they should not be as good as they are. Brent Brown? I mean, yeah, Brent Brown, yeah, but he... But he, see, no, no, that's what I was about to say. Do you consider him in that same tier, or did he no, just... No, 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 they're going to fire his ass. You know what I mean? Like, he hasn't proven nothing. He was given a lot. Yeah. And, but he... That's the thing. They're, they're, the I think the front office is kind of, like, loyal to him because he stuck with him through all the bullshit, and it's like, if he doesn't smell the roses now, it's like, what was it all for? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think... They probably need to go a different direction at this point from Brett Brown. But, yeah, man, like Michael Malone is an example. Brad Stevens is an example. Um, even, even, like, with Quinn Snyder on the Jazz after they lost uh, Gordon Hayward. like What he did with that roster. What exactly. he did with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like, he's a fucking good coach. So, a coach is a really a really good asset. LeBron's never had that. And the fact that he got to the finals that many times with a bunch of bum-ass coaches is really fucking impressive. And it's not even... Even if they weren't bum-ass coaches, they were still rookie, inexperienced coaches, and he was the reason they got to taste... Yeah. You know what I mean? The promised land. David Blatt was a pretty bum-ass coach. I think (laughs) given his chance and what he was handed at first was just too much for what he was capable of doing at the time. Yeah. What about about Luke Walton? How's he doing up in sack? Sack is cool. Sack I swear, is cool. I'm, bro, like, I'm telling you, man, Luke Walton is not as good of a coach as we think he is. I, I thought. Like, I, what has he proven? What has he done to make us really believe that he's a good coach? Besides just being an assistant coach on, on a 73 Warriors. win Warriors. Like, how, what does that prove to me? Oh, Steve Kerr was out for 20 games and Luke Walton stepped in and Steph Curry was splashing threes. Now he's a good coach? <laughs> no, man. Hey, I'm not going to lie, too. When. when when he ended up uh, going to the, um, when he ended up going to the Lakers, it's like, even then, then again, he didn't really even get a chance to develop anybody though anywhere he's been at. Sack is the first place he's getting a chance to develop with some with some players. True, I mean, but it's like, let's think about it. When he when he went to L.A., boom, got rid of hella people. LeBron's coming now. It's just like you're on the hot seat. Like dog, I just got this job last year. Yeah, I mean, shit, you know, it's the Lakers, bro. Nah, but it's LeBron. Yeah. Imagine LeBron's not coming. Now it's like you can take this young core guys and you can try to build a system. Like, imagine that, dog. Like, you just get hired and then 
boom, LeBron's on your fucking squad. Yo, guess what? Don't if you lose ten games, you're getting fired. Like, yo, what the fuck? We <laughs> just had dinner yesterday. You told me like you can't wait to see he, he was on two the hot years. seat all last season. But I'm saying though, it's like, what is he really doing in sack right now? That's different from what the last coach was doing. What are you saying? He doesn't know how to develop players. It's not that. It's just like he's not like what the fuck? Like what makes us think he's that good of a coach? Like I haven't. I'm seen, not I haven't seen anything, but I haven't seen anything from Luke Walton that can convince me he's good at developing players or just coaching a team for that matter. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, at the end, of the day, I have no history of Luke Walton as a coach. I just know Luke Walton the player, and Luke Walton the player used to get bodied. Yeah. <laughs> Bah! Yeah, he used to get yammed on. Man, that shit must have been funny, him being on the Lakers with LeBron. It's like, bro, I used to cook you. <laughs> Don't tell me what play we finna run right now. I've been to more of these situations than you have. <laughs> I mean, Luke Walton was a starter at, uh, at one point. Yeah, on a team that needed players. Yeah, uh, on a team that had literally just Kobe. Like, <laughs> Kobe, Smush Parker, Luke Walton. It's like, bro, we, we, give, we give Austin Rivers shit. Like, Austin Rivers can actually hoop. I'm taking Austin Rivers over Luke Walton any day. Yeah. But Luke Walton being Bill Walton's fucking son. Hey, we as an NBA community owe Austin Rivers an apology. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, that. Like come on. Like, we got to admit that he's a good player. Bro, he's a, he, he, he's a solid C+, plus, B-, minus, B, av- B average on a good day. He'll be, he'll be a but backup. A C+. He, plus. He's a backup point guard on any NBA roster. B- any minus. NBA roster, he's a backup Easy. Player. Easy. You put hey, you put him on a championship roster that already has the pieces, and you just need extra firepower. I'll take him over Jr. Yeah. I'll take him over Delhi. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, Austin man, he's a uh, he's he's starting to prove himself, and I fuck with it every time they play the Clippers. He's always like fucking with his dad and shit. Like his dad be barking at the refs, and he's like calling for a technical and shit. Like get this nigga out of here. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> That's funny. That dynamic must must be hilarious. It's probably cool when you was like even even being together was probably like a trip. Yeah. But then like now you playing against your dad like yeah get that motherfucker out of here. <laughs> hey dad, can I still come over for lunch? And it's like their whole relationship probably revolves around basketball, right? Because I'm like Doc was a player and then he was an analyst and then he was a coach and then like this nigga never took a break from the NBA. Yeah, at all. But yeah, man, we should uh we might as well go ahead and wrap it up here. Yeah, this is actually perfect time. Yeah. But uh yeah, so I mean until probably probably until next week. Yeah, until next week. Y'all enjoy get some food in y'all. Grub up. Watch this basketball. That's another thing I love about Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving is all football, right? Yeah, but I mean it's still basketball to me. Basketball is year round, son. Well, there's no games on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but there's games on that Friday. Yeah, true. There's games on that Saturday when I'm gonna be kicking at the crib. Thursday's all football, my G. But We'll see. It's crazy that restaurants and shit ain't open because they would make bank, but then nobody would go and watch nobody football. Nobody would go. I mean, like, except for the people that are just, like, don't, don't go home. Yeah, they, don't, they don't go home for the holidays. So yeah. That'd be that'd be a good spot to go. Situational. So. But then it's like, who wants to work? And motherfuckers That's true. It's like, I have a family, but I'm not trying to fucking work on Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, you'd have to, it's like finding the perfect mix yeah. of people that don't have a place to go to work. And then also people that don't have a place to go to come through and spend money. Fam, I'm just looking forward to fucking four days off. I need this extended weekend, man. Shit's Big facts. So nice. Big facts. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just relax and chill. But yeah, we're going to see y'all next week. 
We uh, you know what I mean. Season two, we out here doing things, big things. Yep, for the Two Coin Podcast, I'm Waleed signing out. It's your boy Ronnie. We gone.